death, taxes, and Mike Strawn dominating training camp. These are the three essentials in life, and it happened today. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you all for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Zach Hicks, your film nerd over at HorseshoeHuddle.com, and joining me today is Horseshoe Huddle's boots on the ground, our Colts camp correspondent, Jake Arthur. Uh, He was at training camp yet again today, guys. Colts had their first padded practice of the entire offseason, like fully padded. Fully Uh, padded, yeah. Yeah, not just the the shoulder pads and stuff like that. I know the players are going – we're getting pretty excited about that. Uh, So we're going to follow our typical training camp guidelines here. We're going to talk offense, talk defense, and then close it out with some questions. If you guys have some questions, throw them in the comments section. If you guys don't have questions, don't worry. I have a bunch for Jake, so I can I can cover it all up right there in that last segment. If you guys are having a down day, uh, some some news and notes before I kick it over here to Jake to talk about the offense. Uh, the Colts did release tight end Caden Smith and or an offensive tackle Jordan Murray. Uh, they signed offensive tackle Dan Skipper, and then just recently, like it just came out a few minutes ago, uh, they also signed tight end Lamichael Petway. Uh, Dan Skipper is a offensive tackle, like who's like six foot ten, like three hundred forty pounds. He's a um, unit. He's huge. Yeah, yeah, he's huge. Uh, started five games last year for the Lions, so you know some veteran offensive line depth, something we've been calling for all offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lamichael Petway is a young tight end who uh, dominated in the USFL last year. I think he had like a hundred catches in the championship game and like two touchdowns or something like, uh, very, very fun athletic tight end. We'll see what happens with him in training camp. Uh, the Colts also worked out offensive lineman, Jesse Davis today. Uh, and it looks like they also worked out tight end Ricky seals Jones, but I'm guessing they went with Dan Skipper and Michael Petway over those two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we see the transactions there. In regards to practice, Anthony Richardson did return to practice after missing yesterday with after he had like a nose procedure to, to open up his airway a little bit. Uh, so he was back out there at practice. Tight end Jelani Woods, uh, offensive lineman Emilia Kior Jr. and linebacker Liam Anderson all missed practice, along with all the guys who have already kind of been missing practice yeah. in Juju Brents, Darius Rush, uh, Samson Abukam is still out. Uh, a lot of guys still out of practice right now, but it's training camp. You want to play it safe. I think that's all the news and notes I have here, though, Jake. So getting to uh, the how the Colts offense looked, obviously Richardson got back to practice. It wasn't perfect, but what did you see from the young quarterback out there today? Yeah, so when I put up my notes earlier, I said, you know, this is really his first shaky day. Uh, it was basically just a, a matter of uh, inconsistent accuracy. And it wasn't really a mechanics or footwork thing. It was just kind of timing, uh, you know, throwing – there, there was one where he threw behind Michael Pittman. Um, there were some that were pretty high, like when they they were doing tight red zone stuff. Uh, a couple, one or two of them, he threw out of of the back of the end zone, just really non competitive throws, essentially. Um, but I mean, there were some there was some good to take away as well. Uh, there was a, a really nice gash play to, to Michael Pittman at one point. Uh, he hit Mo Alley Cox along the sideline for about fifteen to twenty yards as well. Uh, so there were some good things. He he took off on a run. I think this this one was more of a scramble. It wasn't a designed run, but he kind of 
went off the the left tackle a little bit up for what probably would have been at least a 15-yard gain uh, in a game. Uh, so that was good to see. Kind of brought a little bit of everything that he, he can do. Um, but, yeah, generally it's kind of good to see these. You don't want just consistently positive things because you want to see how he responds uh, for the next practice, you know. Uh, they don't practice tomorrow, but the next day we'll, we'll see how it goes out there. I don't know what the pad level will be. Um, you know, it's it's regardless, it's not really as physical for quarterbacks. So that part of it doesn't totally matter. Um, but in terms of like the defense getting physical with pass catchers running their routes and everything, that can make a difference. Uh, so kind of looking to see how he responds. Yeah. Uh, I, I was talking to someone earlier Um we get asked about his footwork a lot. And so I'm only looking at that base, like when he's in the pocket and not really under pressure for the most part, because you're getting a guy like Anthony Richardson to make spectacular things happen when it's not there. And you look at Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and those guys, their footwork outside the pocket or under duress, of course, isn't great. And so I'm not really holding Richardson to a high standard there, but you know, when things are are clean, what is what do his feet look like? Do they get happy and he just like flies away? What happens? So far, that's all been pretty good. Okay, yeah, it's it's all about creating that muscle memory when it comes mm-hmm. to the the QB mechanics. And you know, he had a really big issue in college of not really getting happy feet. Like he typically didn't get happy feet because he's so composed but he would just narrow his base a little too much. And that would lead to those high passes because mm-hmm. everything is upper half and upper half and, yeah. and just making, trying to make the throws with only your upper half and not your lower half is how you lose velocity and you end up sailing stuff there. So um, yeah, it is a big thing just to him, keep that wide base, keep everything square and, and kind of using his lower half. And that's a great observation that you've been able to focus in on his feet work or his footwork, uh, <laughs> despite being on the sidelines and away from everything there. Uh, talking about the other quarterback, though, I know we had a comment the other day being like, why don't you guys talk about Gardner Minshew more? He's our starter. <laughs> well, Gardner Minshew, how did he look out there today? If Richardson was a little shaky, uh, how did our de facto starter look out there? Yeah, he was actually pretty efficient. Only had a, a few misses today. Uh, it was a very Gardner Minshew day. Like it was unspectacular. But it was it was it was just his game, how he plays. He takes what the defense gives you and he manages the game. Like he's gonna give you a little mix of you know peppering in these dink and dunks, but you know, if someone's coming wide open on on a little drag route or something, he'll find him. Um, his arm strength isn't terrific when he's going downfield, so things tend to stay up there a little longer. Yeah. Uh, so he's not the most dangerous downfield passer the Colts have by any means. Uh, but he's still pretty efficient. Like the his first three passes of the day were all touchdowns. Okay. Uh, they they went short red zone from the defense's three-yard line to start out the 11-on-11s. And, you know, he knows how to find those guys. He knows how to find the open guy. He understands soft spots even when the, the field is compact. Uh, just quickly find, found Josh Downs, Kylan Granson, and then Mike Strawn, all kind of in different spots in, in the end zone as well. Uh, so I thought that was that was pretty good. Um but yeah, overall, it's just, you know, it's it's decent, unspectacular. It's like exactly what you're expecting from Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Uh, high completion percentage. Through the first pick of camp in 11-on-11s, 11 <laughs> though, uh, one of those very few uh, incompletions, he was trying to look around the defender and try and get something short going, just like one of those little flicks to to the running back. Uh, but Saguna Luby just kind of flew up and, and did the thing where he jumps and flies up at, at the quarterback trying to, you know, be in the way of the pass 
but turns out the pass is right in his chest. So he comes down with it and just kind of scampers right into the the end zone uh, for a a little pick six there. But Richardson had an interception as well, not to be outdone. Uh, Came like at the the tail end of of the day. Uh, You and I were kind of joking off off air there. The two interceptions today, the first two interceptions at camp, five days in are from Sagoon Alubi and Khalid Kareem. So... (laughs) That's exactly what we expected, right? Richardson's yeah. interception wasn't really egregious. Um, it was a short pass that bounced off McTelvin, a uh, Jim's helmet, and then Kareem was just there to to catch it off of his helmet, basically. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, one more thing we got to talk about in the offensive section here before we move on. The Mike Strawn day finally happened. Like, I think he just needed the pads back on. That's to, inevitable. To, yeah, to remember that he's this elite training camp player. Uh, but what did you see from Mike Strawn today? I saw just rave reviews across the board from beat reporters that were there. Yeah, so like on a normal day, you know, he'll win most of his matchups in one-on-ones or, you know, make those little routine catches for the most part. Like, he's he doesn't have perfect hands. But the Mike Strawn day in camp that – there's usually a handful of them every year. It's when he is using his body. Like they're just, you know, he's high pointing balls. He's boxing defenders out. He's making catches along the sideline where other guys can't do it. That's what it was today. And he really made plays in every facet of the day. You know, one-on-one drills against cornerbacks, seven on sevens, uh, the 11 on 11s. Uh, the, The biggest play of the day he had, I think was Gardner to him downfield along the sideline kind of a back shoulder thing uh but he high pointed it while kind of boxing out the defender tapped his toes on the sidelines and then he was right there to to have all the fans cheer him on so um those are that's just it's so such the prototypical mike strawn day and it's about this time every year it's not immediate it takes about a week or two to get there and i think we're finally entering the mike strawn era of camp We'll just see whether that's to the benefit of Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew, or both of them. Or to the benefit of Mike Strawn. It, like well, he of needs course, it of most. course. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's never with the starting quarterback, though, which mm. is perhaps the problem when it comes to the regular season and the lights come on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Coming up, guys, we're going to switch over to defense and talk about those first interceptions of training camp. Our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on, on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit fantasy picks of the week looking to park an elite running back in your fantasy football garage for the after the top half dozen options of the position have been taken off the lot there's no sticker shock with the page with patriots Ramondre stevenson a complete back in the run focused patriots offense that will build on his rushing and receiving prowess behind a strong line without damian harris stevenson has a huge advantage in getting the high leverage touches over younger backs we saw last year when the colts played against uh the uh, the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson, was a phenomenal player. A lot of a lot of work in the passing game, a lot of work in the run game. Uh, just that one of those bell cow running backs that you desperately want. And to get him outside the first round, that's a huge, huge win for fantasy owners right there. 
Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit in over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your rides is running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you're ne- you what part you need for the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because right now, you know you'll always be set up for success with the from the get go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, you look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guarantee Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And everydayers, again, we're going to be back every single day that Colts have training camp uh, to talk all about the practice that just happened, talk about the news and notes, and get that information to you guys. So tomorrow, the Colts do not have practice. I think tomorrow, if Jake is okay with it, we're probably not going to be live streaming tomorrow. Uh, But you guys can catch us the rest of the week. You can catch us Saturday. Sunday we'll be on here, and I'll be out in Indy with Jake. So uh, every day is, again, keep keep your eye out for all that stuff uh, after Colts training camp. All right, switching over to defense, Jake, before we get into your news and notes here, I just kind of want to touch base with you on some of the guys who are out there, like the starters and who was getting those first team reps. Uh, so at cornerback and safety, was it the same guys generally, you know, Nick Cross and Ronnie Thomas and then Daryl Baker Jr., Dallas Flowers and Kenny Moore that were kind of running with the first team? Yeah, everything has been the same because, I mean, Samson Abukum has been out like three days. Um, you know, Brent's hasn't been out there yet. So like the injuries on the defense are pretty old. So like for the most part, those lineups have been the same th- those past few days. The only thing that really churned a little bit was linebacker because EJ speed entered the day fine, but he quickly left. Um, mm-hmm. There's no designation for his injury yet, but I, you know, I, I think it's a leg, a lower leg thing. A little um, leg, just, a, a little, little, little leg. leg. Yeah. Just, just from what I've overheard. Um <laughs> I asked for clarification. I haven't got it yet, but they'll they'll tell us soon, I'm sure. Um, but no, so Grant Stewart was out there for the second day in a row. Uh, so Stewart's getting some run with the linebackers as well. Jojo Doman, of course, uh, and Saguna Luby, who is starting to start to do some things, turning turning some heads. Yeah, that's who I really want to touch base on too. Is you know, with these rotations happening and and starters missing days, those next guys up are just so important to watch because that's mm-hmm. who the team kind of has, you know, they want to get those first team reps with guys that actually matter. You know, you want, you don't want, you know, a guy who's going to be one of your first cuts to be getting first team reps because then you're taking away from players that you actually value. So a yeah. player like Saguna Luby getting out there, I, he's so interesting to me because I was trying to highlight him before camp being like, okay, this is, the, the prototypical linebacker that is phenomenal in the preseason and in training camp. Cause we're talking like what a, a 5'11, six foot guy who's like 230 pounds, but lightning fast and explosive. Um, it just kind of seemed like all the right ingredients to have a good camp. But so far, how has Saguna Luby looked? I know he had the great pick, but how does he look so far in camp? Yeah, so far he it's really been the past couple days. You can notice stuff because he's starting to get more more reps with with the you know, meaningful reps with the ones and twos. Of course, it's coming at the at the expense of guys who are hurt. Yeah. Um, but no, he's doing well. He obviously had the interception today. 
Yesterday, he welcomed Will Mallory to training camp by giving him this big pop out, of, you know, pop along the sidelines out of bounds when he made his first catch. Uh, but he moves really well, too, which athleticism was kind of his calling card coming out of, of college. Uh, but yeah, he's he's an undersized guy, but he plays a lot bigger, I think. When you watch him out there, you don't think, eh, he's pretty, you know, he's pretty small. Like he just looks like one of the guys. Uh, but he moves out there pretty well. And, you know, he got a little action last year. So he's kind of got a leg up there. So special teams, defense, you know, you and I talked a, a bit before the before training camp started. You know, they kind of need a coverage linebacker. Jojo yeah. Doman, of course, makes a lot of sense, but could Saguna Luby be in that mix as well? Uh, he's definitely someone I'm going to start paying more attention to. And, you know, they might they might feel like they want to keep giving snaps to him. I mean, not over Shaquille Leonard and EJ Speed when he returns and things like that, but they, they might make him a mainstay with the second unit. That's pretty big. I mean, that's again, that's huge for these young players. The two biggest things, obviously, are just getting those reps and then obviously being a big time special teamer. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what you're really looking for of these young players. Switching down to the defensive line now, I saw there was quite a few sacks on like the second and third team mm -hmm. uh, aspects of the day. Obviously, the Colts are turning, turning over their offensive yeah. line. Jake Witt was out today, too. So a lot of just different parts going on there on the offensive line. But Jannard Avery, Alkadim Muhammad, and McTelvin Ajim, Ajim, um, those are guys who are veteran players, pretty athletic, uh, especially Avery and Ajim. So uh, what do you see from those veterans there against the second and third team offensive line? Yeah, so those guys are really stacking days. So Avery was a guy I really thought was a standout today. Uh, had one definite would-be sack. You could probably give him two. Uh, but I thought he was consistently in the backfield. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he got some run with the ones as well. Um, you know, it was, of course, Quiddy Pay and Dio as as the ends with the book amount. But I'm pretty sure I saw Avery out there with the ones uh, for at least a few snaps as well. But no, he's he's, of course, really short. So it's easy. It's easy for him to get underneath the offensive tackles reach. And then so he's got adequate bend so he can do it. So he, he's fun to watch as well. I thought he looked really good and, and they could use a guy like him to come out and, and excel. Cause I mean, you, you just need that pass rush depth. Um, of, of course, you know, you have big question marks with Taekwon Lewis all the time. He's still on pup, uh, but Al-Kadeem Muhammad and McTelvin Ajim, uh, the other guys you mentioned again, they're having, they're, they're being pretty consistently productive. Uh, Ajim makes me a lot more comfortable with their nose tackle depth. Because uh, it, it looks like behind Grover that it's probably Eric Johnson in a in a GM. Uh, he's just really disruptive, both as a pass rusher and run defender. Like he's super stout. explosive, so yes. explosive, real stout against the run. But he's getting into the backfield as well, so that's really good to see. Muhammad now that he's like what I mean, he gets a lot of run with the second and third unit, but like he feasts when he's with the threes because he's got so much NFL experience. Like even as a starter. Yeah. So like he's doing what you want to see him do against Matthew Vanderslice, you know, like <laughs> so, I can't say that he's doing this against Braden Smith and Bernard Ryman, but like he's doing work against the guys he should be doing work against. He, that's that's he, he the Alkadin Muhammad we know and love. That's right? just like he had a strip sack of of Ellinger earlier. You're not even supposed to touch the quarterbacks, but like all we know is like we see Sam's arm come up and then the ball is in the air and Muhammad <laughs> is right there. Uh, so no, I mean, he's, he's getting sacks. He's, he's doing his thing, man. Yep. And then you had one more note here on Jalen Jones, the rookie cornerback mm -hmm. who's had a really strong camp so far. What'd you see from him today? Yeah. So what endears me to cornerbacks is 
like playing physical and just not showing that timid nature. And he's doing that. I think it was Xavier Scott today had a quick flare come his way. And Jones was right there to, to, to pop him as the ball was coming out. Uh, so you, you like, I really like to see cornerbacks come downhill and try and separate receivers from the ball. And that's exactly what he did. And again, we talked about this yesterday. No Juju Brents, no Darius Rush. The other of the drafted rookie cornerbacks is the only one that's been out there. And he's like, he's competing. Like not every rep is great. Like he gets beat sometimes. It's, it's never really terrible looking, but like he's, he's standing out to me a lot. He's making a lot more positive plays than negative ones for me at this point. Like when I see a, a receiver make a nice catch, like against him, it usually is with good coverage. Like they don't yeah. get a ton of separation from him. And you've mentioned before, like he has a lot of, of experience in college and everything too. Uh, so I think he's doing a really good job trying to earn this, this spot in the, in the cornerback room, because again, you can only go with the players, you know, like Brent's, it sounds like he's going to be back pretty soon. Hopefully they're, they're optimistic about that rush is a shoulder. So, you know, it's not, it, it doesn't seem like it's like a soft tissue thing that keeps guys out forever. Uh, so those guys will be back, but you know, he's taking advantage of those missing reps from those other guys right now. Yeah. And another thing to note again with Jalen Jones, that he, he is the youngest player in this quarterback room by a couple years too. I think the next youngest is 23, which are the two rookies. And then it's like a bunch of 24, 25 year olds. So he's only 21 years old. Uh, he is a really young player who has a lot of potential and a really good future in my opinion. So definitely a guy to watch and I'm glad he's having a big camp coming up guys. We're going to switch over and talk about some of your questions uh, and all the things you want to know about Colts training camp so far. All right, Jake. So before we go to the fan questions here, I actually wanted to start off with one of my questions about just camp overall and, and the players overall so far. So obviously a big question mark and not a really, maybe not a big question mark, but a big talking point this off season are the amount of weapons and, and how guys at the bottom of the wide receiver and tight end groups are going to separate themselves. So I want to give you this question here, put you right on the spot here. If you had to give me three winners from the pass catchers group, not not Michael Pittman Jr., not Alec Pierce, not Josh Downs, not even Doolin either, because we know he'll be yeah, here. And and not Jelani Woods. Who would you say are the three biggest winners among pass catchers so far? So tight ends included. Okay. Yep. I guess not even counting hmm. Kylan Granson either, because I think we I think we know. Yeah. We um yeah. so Will Mallory is in a tough tough group because they were like seven strong going into camp at tight end and literally from day one of him coming back from pup he was making catches uh okay. he's had he's had a catch at least one both days during live drills uh chris ballard spoke very highly of him said he had a strong rookie session of the offseason uh, before he got hurt so that's good because he's gonna have to keep up in order to make the roster because uh, he could be easily cut because we're pretty confident they'll keep four tight ends, but who will those four be? Yeah. Uh, so very important for him. Um, Vincent Smith, I'm going to make him a side note just because of his chemistry that he's had with Richardson. Richardson looks his way a lot. Uh, Brashad Perriman is starting to get more involved lately. Uh, Minshew found him three times today. Um, they they had one hookup that made Grant Stewart absolutely furious at himself for blowing the coverage. <laughs> Uh, like Stewart screamed at himself for like a good solid minute until the, ne the next rep started. 
Um, let's see. I said three, I, Jake. I just said three. Okay. Okay. The- <laughs> okay. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to dig in and give you as much as I can. But <laughs> I know, no, I know, I know. But no, I think those Strawn, are Strong, of right course, because we're yeah, entering Strawn. the Mike Strawn portion of training camp. You have to mention him. Yeah, I, I think that's an asterisk right there, asterisk right yeah. there, because like it's it's just what we expected. You know, an eclipse is coming every hundred years or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. But with him, it's every year. You know, we get it yep. once a year there. Um, Hunter Walters goes our first fan question of this one here. We hear a lot about Anthony, Anthony Richardson, obviously. Do you feel or do you see or feel the first team responding to Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson better or differently? Like, how, how are you kind of viewing the offenses and how smoothly they're running with the veteran and Gardner Minshew versus the the rookie and Anthony Richardson? So in terms of like offensive movement, I, I don't even know if they're there yet uh, because right now Richardson is still getting brand new things thrown at him every day. Like they're still finishing installing the offense. They're not even to the point yet where they're like creating specific wrinkles for individual quarterbacks or anything yeah. yet. They're, they're getting the base stuff in there. So Anthony's still being introduced to new things every day. Gardner's been with Shane for two years. Um, now I will say it's a lot more pass happy when it's Gardner, a lot more run centric when it's Anthony, uh, which is to be expected right now. I think that's what we anticipated. Um, that's man, that's a good question. I will say the offense probably moves better with Gardner because he's just more efficient right now. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's an indictment on Anthony at all yet, though, because again, like. He, he's just not passing as much right now and he's still learning so much stuff that uh that Gardner already knows yeah um I will say his teammates in turn like when when he does something really well like the teammates all love it Gardner does too Gardner has an infectious personality but like I think people are really really rooting for Richardson right yeah now. like yeah I, and I think everyone knows like it's only a matter of time until he's their guy that they're going to be riding with you know yeah. so if, if you're one of his teammates, you probably want to attach yourself to Anthony's coattails first because that's the that's the guy long-term, hopefully right. at least. Right. Now let's stack a question here. Uh, how's Anthony Richardson's short game passing looking? I know obviously he hasn't been throwing too much in camp so far, but how's the short game looked? Has he looked efficient or has it kind of been a little shaky there? No, that, that's actually been fine. Uh, I would say the it's mostly the intermediate stuff that's been off target. Um, I actually made a comment to someone today. I was pleasantly surprised with his short game, the touch on his short game. Mm-hmm. Like it's, he's not brilliantly accurate there yet, but like, if you remember Jacoby Brissett, when he came in, anything within 10 yards was going to put a hole in the receiver's chest. <laughs> like and Rich Richardson kind of had that note on him too, coming in. Like the guy's got to have more touch on his short game. And he does now like, he can get the ball there very quickly, but it's catchable and it's not killing guys. It's not disruptive to the route. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm actually pleasantly surprised with where a short game is right now. Yep. Now we got a couple of interior offensive line questions. Uh, JD MBA pastor asks, how's the depth looking on the interior offensive line? Again, I know they've been shaking it up the last couple of days, but how have those interior guys looked behind Will Fries, Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly? Uh, okay. I mean, Danny Penner's back home where he ought to be at backup center. So that definitely helps because he's probably one of the better backup centers around, you know, in a league where backups aren't very good behind the starting O-line. He has experience starting at center and did pretty well. So he's fine. Um, Arlington Hambright, you know, he's, he's done some things. I mean, he's over at tackle right now, 
Until Skipper comes in, which Dan Skipper will probably jump in. Yeah, he'll take over for Jake Witt, which kind of makes me wonder how long Witt's going to be out because his is a hip. Mm. Um, But Hambright probably would kick back to left guard once Skipper's there. Um, So some guys are fine. Um, Carter O'Donnell and Wesley French are stout. Um, They're fine. They're they're probably better run blockers than than pass blockers at this point. but it's okay. I'm really waiting to see the joint practices and how preseason games go before I declare my comfort level with that. Uh, but it's not like, I feel like the sacks have been mostly off the edge uh, yeah. with the second and third unit. So the interior has been okay. 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 And then uh, Han asked a question here. Not sure if it's something you can tell in camp, but how's the O-line communication looked? You know, are they hitting a lot of stunts and getting home is it is it struggling is it especially with the first team offensive line you know are they are we seeing a bunch of uh stunts getting home against the first team o line or what are you kind of seeing with the communication so far yeah so that was a huge point of emphasis um with fixing the o line this year was the communication uh because last year we know if a stunt was happening or an extra blitzer was coming they were getting home and when we talked to tony sperano last time you know he's he said, these are the same guys. They're still really good players. A lot of the issues were communication and, you know, the veterans probably overstepping to, you know, compensate for the new guys. Uh, That's, I think that's been fine. I haven't noticed a lot of stunts, you know, constantly getting home. Like they're still there, but it it hasn't, you can't like set your clock to it that they're going to get through. Like occasionally it's going to win. Sure. Um, but no, I, I don't think that's been a problem. I'm actually cautiously optimistic about the starting offensive line right now because the ball's all, also getting out quicker in the passing game, which is something you can use to counter that anyways. And it, it helps the offensive line also. Yeah. Um, so stylistically how the offense is helps, but I'm not worried about the line yet. Uh, I still have to see them first in, in action against another team or the preseason or whatever, but they're not a concern yet. Yeah. One more question here from Fire Lord Ozai, our boy Ozai here. Uh, from what you what he's heard, uh, it seems like Anthony Richardson's getting better each like during the sessions. Like, you know, he might start a little slow and then improve by the end. Just real quick, Jake, would you kind of agree with that? That by the end of the session is where we see the best Anthony Richardson? Yeah, that's probably right because he is not a guy who makes the same mistake twice a lot of the time. Uh, and he's, you know, he wants to correct what his issue is. Uh, so that's that's true. I mean, he may start off a little off target on at times, um, which I think it's valid because, I mean, he looks good usually at the start of practice when it's positional drills, like routes versus air and everything. He usually looks fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like once, you know, 11 on 11s and stuff start, he maybe needs to settle in a little bit. Uh, but no, today, the majority of his his positive work came in the back half of practice. And that's probably pretty reflective of a normal practice for him. Like his, his, his first completions weren't even just little dump offs. Uh, Cause it took him a while to find that first completion. They were big ones, you know, the one to Pittman and, and the one downfield to Mo Alley Cox as well. Uh, so he does settle in and get more comfortable as practice progresses. That's good. That's good. Now, everydayers, again, we're going to be off tomorrow. I don't think we're going to do any live stream tomorrow, but we'll be back the rest of the week because they have practice Thursday and Friday too, right, Jake? 
Now I gotta look at my calendar. You say things while I look at my calendar. <laughs> okay. Well, if they have practice Thursday and Friday, we'll be back on Thursday and Friday. But I know for a fact we'll be doing uh, live streams on Saturday, live streams on Sunday, uh, because I will be out in Indy, and we'll Jake and I will actually be sitting next to each other instead of having the two screens here. It's Thursday and Saturday and okay. Sunday. All right, we'll do something fun on Friday, though. I think we'll record on Friday as well. But uh, off tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and rolling into next week as well. So every day is make sure you're tuning in for that. And then also, if you don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2, all on the wonderful app that is X. Also, subscribe to the Locked on Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd love your guys' ratings and reviews, and we'll see you guys back here on Thursday.